difficult, 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 and I'm your other host, Marie. See how awkward that is? <laughs> I love it. Okay, maybe we'll switch it around then. <laughs> I'm your other host. I'm the other one that's here. <laughs> I love it. That's right. We are the Difficult Women Podcast. Pew, 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 pew. pew Still pew. doing it. Still here. Yep. Rocking it. Rocking how it. Is you, how are you? I'm good. You know, it's like I, I'm, I've been working a lot and I'm very tired and I do not want to complain about it because so many people don't have any work. So I'm very happily working, but very exhausted. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> oh, you're the last person I've seen. And that was almost... 10 days ago. Oh, my goodness. So, I, didn't I haven't seen any friends. Oh. I have no friends. Uh, no, just kidding. I mean, well, I don't know. Quarantining a little. Y- yeah. Or, you know, well, I mean, yes, iso- we're supposed self- to. Isolate itself. Yeah. That is. So I'm just hanging out in my house. You went uh, camping, though, huh? I did. I, you, you guys, first time solo camping. Um, you know, as I was hiking on the Appalachian Trail, I found it. Yeah, which I was very that. exciting. Hiking by myself, you know, I have mace in my bag. I have my phone out trying to follow the trail. And I just, it kind of hit me really hard. I wonder what it would feel like to be a man hiking solo right now. Mm. Because I was, I was, when I first started hiking, I felt terror. (laughs) Yeah. Because I was, you know, you you feel very, very alone. And also it's bear season. And the last time I hiked a couple weeks ago, we didn't see it, but there was a bear very close by and i hear the bears are kind of aggressive this year i don't know (laughs) well there might be just like less people camping and less like food trash for them to have sort of like the the rats the rats in here yeah (laughs) it's like bear version which is way scarier right so but it did hit me kind of like huh i wonder what it'd be it'd feel like if i was a man because you just you know no that's a really interesting question i think it would feel different (laughs) yeah i do i but it it went away and I, you know, as I passed people and yeah. um and then I camped on a, a guy's back in his backyard. Cool. <laughs> I found it on Airbnb because there was all the campsites were booked. And so I went on Airbnb and for only 20 bucks, this guy, John, let me sleep in his backyard. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Sounds so classy. Yeah. Yeah. I just had to get out of my apartment. But it was great. It was fantastic. So I highly, you know, I highly recommend bring your mace into the woods. Yeah. Go for a hike. Sounds like a plan. I love that. Do it. <laughs> right. When I have any free time ever again, which may or may not ever happen <laughs> to me. Oh, well, yeah, it's nice you have work. That's good. I know. I cannot complain. Cannot complain. And I like my work, so that's good. Um, well, shall we uh well first, should we talk about some dildos? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that thing I posted on Instagram? Yeah. Somebody, somebody stole this woman's package that had like a state of the art dildo that they only make every couple of years. Sad. It's just sad. That's so sad. I mean, also first world problems, but <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, good point. Good point. Well, if you want to get yourself a dildo, we know where you can go. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. Select almost any one item for 50% off, and then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Enter offer code HORIO at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. A 
sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six free spicy movies. Ooh. Plus, free shipping. That's Horio. W-H-O-R-E-O. Horio at adamandeve.com. So today we've got a special guest uh, on the pod, one of our good, good friend of the pod and outside of the pod, (laughs) Um, (laughs) our friend Ed Larson, who made a movie that we think everyone should go see. That's right. It's called How America Killed My Mother. And we're so blessed to have him through the internet uh, because he's joining us from Los Angeles. Uh, He's a comedian. He's a producer. He's a writer. He's a he's a lover, and not a fighter. Whatever that lyric <laughs> yeah. is, yes. Um, it's really one of our our best friends in the comedy world, Ed Larson. <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac, hello, how's it coming? Everybody? Direct from his closet, <laughs> looking good in there, buddy. I love my closet. It looks great. Good sound. Yes, yes. I've been in this is my quarantine podcast set up. I'm in my closet. I can scream into my woman's clothes. (laughs) (laughs) All you need. It's perfect. Yeah. Ed Larson, let's get to it. How do we know you? Because I was reminiscing on the first night that we met. Yotel. Yotel, yeah. baby. Yeah, no, honestly, I was thinking about that the other day. I was just like, how lucky we were that we were both booked on that show. It was just like, the, it was the weirdest show. It was, this Yot- it was a Japanese hotel opening up in Manhattan. And they the day before they opened up, they hired a bunch of artists. And each artist got their own hotel room and performed, what, five-minute shows on repeat? Yeah, for like and, uh, hours. <laughs> Yeah, for hours. And then Murder <laughs> Fist, my old sketch group, uh, got booked to do it. And you were you the reformed horrors were booked and lots of cool people, Kurt and Kristen, Reggie Watts. It was cool. It was a like a cool gig to get. And we all got paid and we got to keep the hotel room for the night. And I remember uh it, we got Murder Fist got shut down in the first twenty minutes. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> and then we just started doing secret shows for people and uh, it ended up being much better. Because we couldn't get anyone to come in and watch sketch comedy in a hotel room. Uh obviously because it's a really bad idea. And uh it's and finally so like it got to the point where I couldn't get anyone to get in, so we we had this autoerotic asphyxiation sketch that we used to do, and so I just started doing that on the bed. And then, like, one of the owners walked by, and he's like, "Uh, yeah, this room is now shut down." Oh. And, uh, <laughs> and so, um, and so we were shut down. We're like, "Fine, like, stay, hang out." We had a bunch of beers, so we just had this giant hotel suite. We're like, "Fine, fuck it, we'll hang out." That's amazing. And then, uh, and then, uh, people just kept wanting to see the show, and so we started doing secret shows for people, and uh, it became like a secret hit of the whole thing. It was very fun. I miss it. I miss the good old days. I know. I miss hanging out with you guys and doing shows with you all the time. I know. You ladies. You You had to leave us for Los Angeles. The comedy scene of New York that is thriving right now. Oh, my God. (laughs) All shows and parks. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's more than we got out here. There's, like, random illegal shows out here doing, like, like, some comics are doing them in their apartment, like, even though like it's a really horrible idea, yeah. And then like yeah, no. And then there's like some shows at the comedy store that they're projecting onto the back wall, and you can kind of watch in the parking lot. Oh, God, it's weird. It's, so sad. it's really <laughs> <laughs> we're living in sad time. Yeah, no, but uh, yeah, it's uh, probably the worst time ever to be a comedian. But yeah. uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
got our zooms on, you know, we're doing what we can. Yeah, I've been, but I've been feeling pretty good about it lately. I've been, I'm feeling that's the, the worst part. I just started because I did sketch forever. This has got nothing to do with anything, but I did sketch forever. <laughs> I just started doing stand up, and then the I started getting good, and then the fucking bullshit shuts down, and now I got nothing. You know, so uh, hello. Well, yes, hello. No, well, but you don't got nothing, and that's one of the reasons why we wanted to talk to you today because you are coming out with a film that you've been working on for a long time, yes. and we wanted to talk about your film today. Yes, Travis Irvine and I, my uh, my director, we uh we took this time to finally edit uh, footage that we've had for a couple years, and uh, we finished our short doc, uh, How America Killed My Mother. Uh, it's not so much a dark comedy as it is a light tragedy. And, uh, <laughs> I have to say props to you to take this time to work on it because uh, it's it was... definitely a hard thing to, you know, how many hours of footage did you guys do? I mean, we had over 40 hours of stuff, you know, we, mm-hmm. every, every interview was over an hour long and, you know, you just pick what works and what you can use. Cause you know, you can basically, if you have 40 hours of footage and your movie's got to be 40 minutes or less to be a short documentary, it's a lot of pressure That is, and a lot of things got taken out of the movie that I really wish weren't taken out of the movie, but you know, I'd rather have uh, the best movie possible, and I could always talk about those things. Well, on, and it's a beautiful movie, and the timing of it is really perfect. And maybe let's talk a little bit about what it's about, because it really does affect all of us in this country, really, and on one level or another, especially right now in some ways. So yeah. tell us, what is it about? In 2016, my mom passed away uh, suddenly from diabetes, and I was pissed off, and I wanted, I didn't, it sucked. My mom been diabetic my whole life. I was biggest baby born in Florida. Uh, Wait, can so, I ask how many pounds how many were pounds? you? Four, 14 pounds, 13 and a half ounces. Jesus. <laughs> now I'm like, I'm not the biggest anymore. They've, you but know, you're close because I, I Googled it before our interview with you because I was curious. Yeah. But the, but the, the world record goes like to 20 something. 22 pounds. That's, that's that 22 yeah, and that's 23 inches. No, no. Yeah. You added a baby to me. Yeah. Like, you, <laughs> like that's what that, that's how you big You added that a big is. baby to you. Oh, my God. Jesus. <laughs> God. All wow. Right. Okay. Back to you. One of the largest babies ever born. Yeah. And so, yeah. And, and my parents, and like, it was an interesting childhood. I was an only child, obviously, because my mom couldn't have any more kids after me. And because she developed diabetes, type one diabetes, it runs in her family. So she was going to get it with or without me. I just put the fast track on that shit. And, and the, basically she'd been dealing with that since I was born. I'm almost, you know, I was, she died when I was 35. So that's 35 years of, you know, intense, like the worst kind of diabetes you could have. And, uh, it just took its toll on her. And then the lack of money that we had. Uh, really just uh, put the nail in the coffin. My dad, uh, her and my dad split when I was in college, you know, and he never paid any alimony or anything like that. And so it was just basically me and my mom and she was like working in nursing homes and I was a cook, you know, so there wasn't much money coming in. And so we, uh, we ended up moving to New York so I could do comedy and she has family in New Jersey. So I, I made her live by her aunt and I'm like, you'll be an hour away. I'm living by my aunt, her sister. And uh, and then so I was like, all right, you'll be an hour away. It'll be fine. I'll come see you when I can see you. And I saw her a lot. I'm sure. I don't know. Have you got, did you ever meet her? 
She came to a lot of shows. No, I mean, I'm not. If we did, I don't know that we were properly introduced. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Yeah, because we we just started getting close, like, right when the, she passed away. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, And then over time, she tried to figure out ways to, like, pay for her life, you know, and it wasn't easy. And so eventually she developed a gambling problem, which was brought on to her from my father every vacation i had was all about gambling i was like i would be play blackjack when i was like five in my house my dad you know we that, that was like our family hangout time you know it was you know it was it was that's just how we did it my grandfather owned racehorses i grew up at the track i was like placing bets at the window at 10 years old you know gambling has always <laughs> been like it was a major part of my family's history yeah and so it just ended up being like right before we, and also right before we moved from Florida to New York, my mom hit a jackpot and won $15,000 hmm. and it was huge. Yeah. It fucking, it, it was amazing. It like helped me. It gave, she gave me three grand. I had some money in my pocket when I moved to New York. You know, I would, I didn't have to get a job the day I got there. I was able to like acclimate in for a month and stuff like that. And, and it was beautiful. It was amazing. It was exactly what the fuck we needed. And she was able to get a good place in New Jersey and all that stuff. And then, unfortunately, that all of a sudden becomes an answer right. to your problems. You know, right. so so she started thinking she could fix all of her problems with gambling and and developed a disease. And it was it turned out to be a nightmare because her just cost of life was astronomical. And so when I really broke it down, I realized that all these different places were preying on her because mm -hmm. of her desperation. And that being the casinos, that being banks, uh, that meant uh, check cashing stores, that meant uh, just people in general, like insurance companies, um, the medical supplies, like it was just like every turn was just someone taking advantage of her because she was, you know, they were bleeding her dry until she died, which yeah. is unfortunately what happens to um, millions of Americans every year. And so it, so it was just, I was like, well, I got to tell this story. You know, I got to, it's fucked up. It's my only revenge right. that I can get. It's the only, like, you know, I watch a lot of Westerns. <laughs> and so... <laughs> and so it's the only way that I could, like just expose what the fuck happened and it's not you know and i think a lot of it shows like it could be anybody because i think a lot of people in this country believe that uh you know white people from boca raton are fine but you know we're not you know we you know we're we could be just as poor as anyone else and so it's uh i, I wanted you know just wanted everyone to know that you know maybe if we stopped fucking with each other we would end up being a better society. A hundred percent. And I think, yeah. And, and the United States is so much built around that about like, you know, qu capitalism itself is all about kind of like taking advantage everywhere you can. But then in addition to that, what's so interesting to me about this story is also how our healthcare system is robbing people blind. So that oh if, God. if her, if her medical costs had never been so outlandish, she, this whole like kind of series of events maybe would never have been, as bad at least or taken place at all. I mean, I don't know how you feel yeah. about that, but of course diabetes wasn't her only problem. Right. And being the average cost of being a diabetic in America is $16,000 a year. That's insane. 
Oh my, my god. <laughs> my mom was making 32. So right. she had to right. make she had, she had to fill in the rest with rent and everything else. And so an article actually came out yesterday. I'm sorry, I get emotional every time I talk about no, this. No, of course. And so this article came out yesterday, NBC News. Uh, Amy Martin wrote it. Tennessee Representative Jason Hodges recently proposed a bill that would cap insulin at $100 a month. You know, all like, no, you can't pay more than $100 a month for insulin. The average price of insulin tripled from 2002 to 2013 and then doubled again from 2012 to 2016. These are like my mom's yeah. poorest years. Yeah. <clears throat> Diabetics are spending up to $1,200 a month in insulin. That's just insulin. So diabetic needs, they need needles, they need strips to check their blood sugar, yeah. they need tablets, the sugar tablets, they need glucose paste and fucking, you know, all kinds of shit. And I'm sure and, doctors and doctors appointments and things like that too. So Yeah, copays and God forbid you don't have insurance. Right. And so this dude, cool guy, Jason Hodges wrote the bill and he's presenting it. This is earlier this year. And then a lobbyist from Eli Lilly Corporation, which I never heard of, but is like one of the major corporations that, you know, make medicine in this country. <clears throat> Came up to him. He's like, I, I, I talked to your supporters and they approved this amendment to your bill. And he's like, well, I wrote the bill. I didn't approve it. And he's like, well, if you want the bill to go through, uh, you got to add this amendment. And the amendment was uh, that insulin would be $100 if you had insurance. But if you were not mm. insured, there was no limit to the cost of the insulin, which is bonkers. It makes me. no sense. Because these are the people... The poorest people in the country right. are the ones that don't have health insurance. Right. You know, you don't have health insurance because you don't have enough money for health insurance. You know, we could pretend that health insurance is free through the ACA all we want, you know, but my shit's $275 a month. Right. And that's, just, you know, and I never use it, you know, and <laughs> like, that's just what I pay for health insurance. And it's, you know, it's like, that's not medicine or anything. Right. And so if that's like what it's easy and that's just me. And so it's. It's near. That's why I didn't have it for so long. It's because it was too expensive. Well, and also they do that thing where if you have a pre-existing condition, your health insurance goes through the roof. So like we just have our yes. system is just so broken, and it's incredible that there's people out there every day walking around for these companies. Just I mean, how how they're just so out of touch. They're just so out yeah. of touch, and and clearly just don't either. They don't care, or they don't get it, or both. Yeah. Diabetes is the ultimate pre-existing condition because right. you can have it for decades. Right. You know, I have friends that have had it their entire lives. I do uh, too. Listen to this. In 2018, there were 27.9 million Americans without health insurance. That was in 2018 before everyone lost their job. So Lord knows where we're at right, right. now. You know, no one's working. No one, you know, none of these companies are staying afloat. And so we're, the unemployment's higher than it's ever been. So we can only imagine what insurance is like now. And they're still trying to charge these crazy prices for insulin. And it's just, frankly, it's not fair. I think that they know exactly what they're doing. Of it's course all they are. Money. It's greed. It's all money. And last week we talked about billionaires and how they shouldn't exist. And Yeah, I listened. It was a good episode. Oh, thank you. Fuck the billionaires. <laughs> <laughs> that made some guys kind of mad. They wrote us about it. Like, if crazy. I want to be a billionaire, I can be a billionaire if I want. It's like, it's like okay. great. You could be a billionaire, but then you're going to pay out the ass for it. <laughs> you know, it's just like, right. why do you pay less taxes than I do? If right. I got to pay 19%, you got to pay 19%. Because it's not like this less money for me, because my 19% is still 19% of my money. Right. You know, whether it's like, you know, $2,000 and yours is, 
you know, a hundred million, it's still the same amount of money. Right. Because that's how much I have. Right. You know, so don't fuck with me on this shit. Hold, you know, you do what you're supposed to do. You want to be rich. That's the cost of being rich. Right. Right. You right. know, and it's just like, so you want to hate that shit. It drives me fucking crazy. It's so greedy. It's so just dismissive of the entire country. It makes me insane. And like, you know, it's it, basically my mom's life came down to $800. Right. You know, yeah. like, like that's what it came down to. Like we had, she had a machine that would read her blood sugar when she slept or like when she, and if her sugar dropped too low, it would beep and it go off and she knows she had to eat some candy or some shit. Well, a couple months before she passed away, her job changed insurance companies, which was good for everyone but her mm. because the insurance company, the new insurance company, Medicare said, uh, Oh, you have to pay $800 for that machine that you already own and, or you have to give it back to us. And we fought and we fought and we fought and eventually we had to give it back. And then she died in her sleep. I mean, and, and, and uh. her blood is on all those people's hands. I mean, that's the thing that blows my mind is how do these people yeah. sleep at night for these decisions that they make? I'm so sorry. The other thing too, that was uh, not to give away parts of your movie because people should mm -hmm. see it, but th just even the way that the banks dealt with everything too, and how oh, these overdraft trillions fees of dollars a year and, and overdraft fees. Yeah. You know, that's what this is my I mean, billions. I'm sorry. Billions of dollars a year in overdraft fees. And this is money that <clears throat> is taken straight from the poorest people in this country. Right. You know, in, in the overdraft fee can occur up to six times. It, like three times. But if you know how to manipulate the system, like a lot of casinos do, uh, they can be charged uh, six times. <clears throat> and then if you're getting like an overdraft fee is one thing, but bouncing a check is another one. So if you bounce a check, you get a fee from the bank and a fee from the place where you bounce the check. Right. And then you get that fee three or six times. Now, Trump Taj Mahal, which is where my mom used to go gambling a lot, unfortunately, they would knowingly take bad checks from her uh, because uh, she had a she had a problem. She I mean, I'm the first to admit it. She was a she was a gambling addict, you know, and she had a problem and they're in and they she gave them multiple bad checks. And it's not like they don't know because they don't want the check to be good because they make more money if right. it's bad. Right. And so like it's you know, like if it's a like if you can't afford it and you can keep charging interest and you can like keep like giving them these fees from bouncing it, then they make more money. They they like it. And so it's it was a vicious cycle that just ruined and ended up just ruining my mom's life and I mean frankly mine because I was footing the bill half the time. You know, because I was like taking the money I just made, like doing comedy professionally for the first time ever. And, you know, that my mom was like all of a sudden like 10,000 in the hole at these casinos. And I just gave away all my money and to fix the problem, you know, and it's always just like, you know, fuck both of us. And so and it was a vicious cycle that kept going on and on. And a lot of people were like, well, it was her decision. Is it her everything? But I don't think they understand like the like. It's the same as alcoholism. Yeah. It's the same as being a drug addict. Like you're addicted and you can't help it, you know, and she didn't have those other two problems. She had, you know, this problem. And there has been a link. None of this is confirmed because no one does studies on this shit because no one's allowed to because there's so much money in the gambling right. industry and that, you know, people don't want to expose this stuff. But there are studies linking brain damage to compulsive gambling. 
And I talked to I talked to some of these people, and I wasn't able to. It didn't fit into the movie, so that's why I like talking about it on podcast. Yeah, yeah please. But my mom developed every time your blood sugar drops as a diabetic, your it damages your brain every single time. And so this was happening to my mom five times a week for thirty years, you know. And so she had brain damage. She didn't know where Europe was, you know. Like shit was fucked up. She was being taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. And so, it, it, you know, and the other people who have gambling problems are uh, survivors of horrible car accidents. Uh, you know, and stuff like that. And so this is, it's clear that they are taking advantage of disadvantaged people. And also, you know that you make bad decisions when you are drunk and they offer free alcohol right. and stuff like that. Right, You right. know, and so They're it's trying just, to fuck you up, yeah. Yeah, no, everything about a casino is crazy. So I went to the casino, I put on a hidden camera, and I wanted to, like, clear up my mom's name and, and get... uh information about an incident report because after she lost the thousand dollars she passed out and was rushed to the hospital no one told me i didn't find out till after she died and so i asked for the incident report nobody would give it to me and then i was just like all right well i want to pay my mom's debt uh, so i went to the window where she got the money and they were like no you can't pay that here you gotta mail it to vegas and like so they wouldn't take the money they wouldn't let me pay back the money at the casino the only way i could do any kind of thing. I could I could go eat food. I could p- spend money on that, or I could put my cash on the table and gamble more. That was the only way you can. They would take any kind of money from you. And then directly outside the store, outside the casino, are five cash for gold stores. It's just the most manipulating system that makes me insane. So I've given up gambling completely. I, not that I was a big gambler or ever lost a lot of money because I saw what it did to both of my parents. And so I've like, you know, I don't even play fantasy football anymore. You know, I, I like, I don't do football pools. You know, I yeah. like, I take it that far. You yeah. know, I, it's just like, it's, I'm done with it. You know, if friends invite me over from poker. I'm just like, I'll see you next week. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's just too uh, much. It's interesting that you say, I didn't know about the um, brain damage thing. It definitely makes sense. But even, I was going to say prior to that, that like, even the little gambling that I've done, which is very minimal, and I've sort of, been lucky enough to be able to go like oh i gotta stop spending that money because you can feel how addictive it is it's yeah. so it's a, you, even just as a new person walking right into it so like even so without excited. that yeah even without the brain damage thing it's still not your fault you know what i mean it's still if, yeah. if you if it if it gets kind of out of control it is designed to get out of control yeah and then the whole system once you start fixing yourself you're putting you're giving you're put in the laughs of a bunch of other sharks. Right. I'm like, you know, I, I, I tell my mom, I'm like, we're done if you don't start going to Gambling Anonymous. I'm like, we're, you know, I'm not, this costing me too much money. You know, I can't handle it anymore. You're going to get help. So she goes to Gambling Anonymous and it's a bunch of old fucking gangsters who gambled away their money mm-hmm. trying to like rob her. Right. You know, oh, like, God. it's like, you know, it's just like, hey, how much money you got? That's a nice necklace. You know, oh, like, God, that's so like, like, that's where she goes for protection. Right. You know, and so it's like the whole thing is fucked up, every part of it. And so it's she didn't have a chance. And it's just it drove me insane. And so I uh, made the movie. And it's just like and it's like everywhere I looked, there was someone else fucking us over. And not all of it made into the movie. For example, her life insurance, the last week of her life, she was out of her mind. She went to the hospital twice. She wasn't making any rational decisions. She called up her life insurance company. She's like, I want to lower my payments. Four days before she dies, 
they cut her life insurance in half. She signs a paper. I don't know anything about it. No one in the family knows anything about it. But she signed this paper four days before she died, like in and out of the hospital. And uh, I lost uh, $60,000, you know, and no one gave a fuck. And also just to cover her expenses after she passes away, yeah. too. I mean, and like we're that's... talking we're, we're talking $20 a month was like how much less her bill was going to be. Right. You know, and then like that one twenty dollars cost me sixty thousand right, dollars. Right. And so mm-hmm. that's you know, no one gives a fuck. You know But what you got with the life insurance money that you did get, you made the movie with. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's I ended exciting. up with I ended up with thirty grand and I spent twelve mm-hmm. making the movie. Mm-hmm. And so and then you know, we'll see. Hopefully you know, people get to see it. Um, you know, it's it's hard because I, you know, I, it's not fun. Nobody like, you know, my title isn't exactly like, ooh, I want to see that. Uh, so it's, uh, um, you know, hopefully it can get in some places. We submitted it to a bunch of festivals. And I mean, I we got a chance to see it. And it's so lovely in the sense that you've just done, you've put it together with so much care and thought. And it's so beautifully put together. And. You know, I mm-hmm. it made me laugh. It made me cry. One of those things. And I do urge people to see it when it comes out and when they if they can see it through a festival or whoever, when they do get an opportunity. Yeah. Um, I'm going to release it sometime in October, no matter what. Yeah, because I want great. it to come out before the election. Yeah, yes. I think that's a great idea to see it before the election. That was a question I had for you then, too. It's like after you've seen all these things and all these components, I mean, on the one hand, it's so overwhelming that there's so many moving parts that are so just trying to oppress everybody that, you know, all the, the poor people in America. What what are some like concrete steps that you would like to be to, to like to see being taken? If if it, if anything or if what you think can can happen in a realistic way, step by step or even stop one step. taking checks to casinos. OK, number one, just don't take checks to casinos. Mm-hmm. Don't let don't allow anyone to take money from a casino that they don't have. Yeah. Period. That would, it's a nice, easy thing that I think everyone can agree on that you shouldn't be allowed to get loans from casinos to go gamble during an act of desperation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's very easy. And reasonable. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not like... Yeah, it seems like... Right. <laughs> yeah. What it, yeah. <laughs> it's insane. You write a, on a piece of paper that yeah. is worth nothing and the people know it's worth nothing, but then they cash it oop it doesn't work and then they charge you six times that you don't even money yeah. they know Can't, you don't have which is also don't, crazy right but. well Taj Mahal they're closed down by the way they don't exist yay man Atlantic City god damn that place <laughs> well it doesn't matter because the guy who closed it down got a fucking promotion and now he's in the cabinet oh, so, right. like, oh, oh my right. god of course right. it's all those yeah mafia yeah uh-huh Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it I'm speculating, matter. but Car- Carl Icahn is his name, and he was running the casino after Trump stopped running the casino. And he just had his name on it, and he was getting like ten percent of the money or whatever. And uh, they did uh, the checks that Trump Taj Mahal. They were able to submit them six times instead of three times. You're only supposed to be charged for a bounce check three times, but you submit it as a paper check three times, and then you can also submit it as an electronic check three times because uh, there was like a loophole in the system. God. And so they would do it six times, and then my That's... mom would get charged $35 from the bank each time and then another 25 from Trump Taj Mahal each time, and then plus, you know, the cost of the uh, the check right. and then uh, and then uh, what should we call it? Um, interest. Oh, interest. Oh, right. Of course, yeah. Um, and so it was, yeah. God, it was fucking, terrible. And it ended up being twice the amount of money every time. 
And they all know. That's yeah. I mean, of course. That's so gross. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Number one, checks. Great. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's the next common one, sense. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. Overdraft fees, I think, are the most yeah. insane predatory thing that giant corporations do to us that basically these are the people who cause the financial collapse and they're stealing billions of dollars from the poorest people in this country every year. No question about it. That's what's happening. Um, I don't know about you. I've been broke and accidentally made spent $50 McDonald's oh, yeah. when it should have yeah. been like <laughs> two cheeseburgers, <laughs> you know, and right. like, you know, that shit's not fair, right, right, right. you know, this shit, it's just not easy being poor, you know, cause you can't even like the things you're getting for the money you're getting ripped off on is a poor product because that's the only thing you can afford. Well, and it's you know? it's that same issue of like the people that get the, the people that get charged for overdraft fees are people that don't have money. So they're trying to collect and charge you on money that you already do not have. So it's sort of this insane premise. And yet they I guess they, they prey on those people because those people, you know, when we're when we're getting charged overdraft fees and stuff, they prey on you because they know no one's there to protect you. They know no one's yeah. going to do anything about it to stop it. It's mafia tactics. It is, yeah. Is straight up like loan shark tactics. And then check cashing stores just shouldn't exist. Mm. Just Should straight up. Exist. Just mm-hmm. straight up like awful awful behavior. They charge you money to get your money all the time. And and you know, the people that I know that have used check cashing stores, they use them because they can't open a bank account. Yeah, so, or your bank is overdrawn. Right, right. So I used to use check cashing stores all the time when I was poor. Yeah. Uh, because I my bank would be negative three hundred dollars. Right. And so if I take my four hundred dollar check and I put it in the bank, now my check is a hundred dollars. And so I'm like, well, I need those four hundred dollars because I got to pay my rent and I got to pay my electric bill, and that's more than a hundred dollars. And so I'm gonna go to the check cashing store and they're gonna take thirty dollars. And so then, but then I'll get the cash and then I could buy and then with that money I could go back to the check cashing store and buy like a cashier's check for another eight dollars and then they can and then i can use that check to pay my bills and so it's just like it's this is how i mean for sure a lot of people live their lives yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's not uncommon i mean if it was uncommon then you wouldn't see the fucking stores everywhere you right. know and in the in every community that is broken down the more of these stores you see you know, mm-hmm. you see less clothing stores, you see less, you know, Best Buys and less restaurants and more check cashing stores and cash for gold. And basically that just promotes, uh, you know, crime, you know, because you know, if you're doing cash for gold, you know, well, I'm going to go steal some gold, you know, and get some cash. You <laughs> right, know, it's, right, just, right. it's it's all, it, you know, it's just another way for the fucking rich people in this country to tear apart the poor. And it's been going on for, you know, centuries, you know, as long as this country's ever existed, all we do is fuck with the poor. Right. And, you know, and then convince the poor that they're, you know, that to hate the other group of the poor. You know, they like the, the greatest trick the rich ever played was tricking the poor to hate each other and be racist against each other. You know, and then fucking, you know, thinking that they gave a fuck more about the white people than they did about the black people. They don't care about anybody. Yeah. You know, and so only thing that helps them is that they make one group feel superior to another group because they don't even realize that they're fucking over someone else twice. And so and it's just while they're getting fucked. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, we didn't you know, we got no love from the government at all. Right. You know, there was nothing good came out. Like my mom was denied food stamps. You know, she wasn't her doctor would say, you're not uh, you're not healthy enough to work. Uh, you're too sick to work. And then the government say, well, why is she too sick to work? And then he explained, like, ah, that's not sick enough. 
And so she'd have to go to her work. And my mom was making $32,000 a year doing activities at a fucking nursing home. And we all know that activities at a nursing home isn't just playing games. It's also fucking when it's too busy, you're wiping asses uh-huh. and you're picking people up off the floor. And you're, my mom's a was a brittle little woman. She was 65 years old. She's like picking up a 250 pound man from the floor. That's not like, that's not in her job description. Right. That's not in her 10, 20... $10 and 20 cents an hour that she was making, you know? And so, I've, you know, the, that's $32,000 a year. And then she had to work overtime constantly. And it was just, it, it wore her down. And then she wasn't strong enough to keep going. Yeah. And it's not, and that just happens over and over and over everywhere across this country. And there's nothing we can do. I mean, yeah. All right. I could have stopped my career right when it started and moved back home. But that's not fucking... what it's supposed to be. That's not, it's, I you know, know that's we're not supposed right. to, exactly. But you know what I think is also so great about your film specifically is that like, we can do documentaries that are general, you know, generalizing these things and saying like, oh, see, it happens like this. It happens like that. One thing that's really cool about your story is that it's very specific to you and your family so that we can see these things play out in a real, because I think a lot of people, the one of the reasons why they don't, care they don't make changes is that they're sort of like oh poor there's all these concepts about it like oh well the poor they don't work very hard or oh they don't you know if you're sick you should just go to the doctor like they don't get it so to see it play out so clearly that is like a a, i mean it's a terrible gift but it was like a gift that you that you guys had so that you can then i think making a movie about it was just such a good idea yeah i didn't know what else to do i was shocked that you did hidden camera inside the bank not to yeah. give away too much too no, no, many it's, secrets it's in the about preview. this right. <laughs> but it's that part it, it almost like the guy that you're speaking to at the bank is like yeah i know yeah <laughs> we took advantage of your mother yeah, yeah well, have she, a good day yeah <laughs> when sometimes the people that work at the front of the bank they're getting paid ten dollars an hour, so it's like you don't well, even get to the people that really can, you know, that make the big. That's the choices. thing. I when I did that, I was like, I'm gonna go in, I'm gonna yell at these motherfuckers, I'm gonna tear them apart. But they don't have any control over this shit. No. They're just cogs, and like they're they're the representative of the fucking monsters that aren't doing shit, you right. know, in a sitting at the top of a big building somewhere. And those people never you know? have to face the real people. You know, they never. Never. They're the ones. Yeah. They get away with the craziest of shits, too. TD Bank in 2019 had to repay $70 million in overdraft fees, and that was an out-of-court settlement. So the actual lawsuit was a lot more than that, and that was what the, that was the out-of-court settlement. And those were from the years that they were uh, preying on my mother, the exact years. So they and know so that they're doing like, it, yeah. Yeah, they know. Because, and you know what? If you're making a couple billion dollars a year, if you're making $5 billion a year, $70 million is, who gives a right. shit? Right. That's like, that's, that's, that's the cost of business. It's not even like, you know, be, you're not a good person. That's the cost of doing that special task. Right. If they, I, no one, they don't, no one gives a fuck about any of us until you have enough money where they can really steal some money from right. you. That's when they start caring about you. And this, mm-hmm. you know, and like the same with the casinos. If you, if you have $50 to your name and you spend that money, you see you later. But if you got twenty thousand dollars in your name, they'll milk you. They'll keep you there all day. They'll give you a hotel room. They'll give you tickets to a show. They'll give you the steak, and because they know that at the end of the day, they're going to get all that money out of your fucking bank account. And you know, and that's just what happens. And then it is just—I wanted to show from the movie that it's not just the government fucking us over. 
because I think I'm getting a lot of like, you wait till you tell them about insulin and the medical bit. You know, it's yeah, that is a part of it. But the casinos, the check cashing stores, uh, the way we prey on each other, the insurance companies, and just the way like my father preyed on my mother. You know, on like at personal levels. You know, it's just like that's what is I'm trying to like highlight is that you can be part of the difference if you just help a little bit. Yeah. You know, if you don't if you keep people from going to check cashing stores, then you're helping. If you're not going to Vegas on your vacation and you're going to the Grand Canyon instead, you're helping. I promise. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like these people don't deserve your money. It's uh, it, it's not right. And money, I the whole thing drives me crazy cuz this is going to make me sound like an idiot. Money's not real. Oh no, we, we agree. Just, we, <laughs> right. we, 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 agree. We, we just like we we just we just say, oh, these are the numbers that I have, and you have your numbers, and you know that's good that you got your numbers, and you did all this work, and here's some more numbers, and it's it's not real. <laughs> like it's just like and it's and we're all and it kills people every day, and people kill each other for it. And it's like the worst thing that's ever happened to society. But you know what do you what are you gonna do? You're gonna go back to fucking China. 6,000 years ago and stop money, you know, like it's not like it's, it's not possible. It doesn't make sense. And what is it? Money is paper backed by gold, right? That but not even say? anymore because it's, mm-hmm. we're not even on the gold standard anymore. So it's just money. They're it's just, just paper it. that means it, nothing. It, it is paper. <laughs> Somebody decides yeah, how it much it's no worth sense. and then you you're, you can get murdered over it. You you can get taken advantage of over it. I mean, it's insanity. It's madness. Yeah. It's complete, and we all play by the rules, and we all love it. I love money. Every time I get a big check, <laughs> I'm so happy. You know, yeah. I, I go buy stupid shit like Miami Dolphins jerseys, you know. And it's just, uh, I don't know. It, it's maddening, and I really like. I don't care if I get my money back from this movie. That's not why I made it. This movie is an investment in just the world becoming a better place, and like, I, that's all I want. And like, and I want people to see it and realize how they is straight up ruining families. And also, I kind of wanted to like let people know what happens when your parents die. Yeah, because a lot of us, it's not talked about ever. Yeah. you know, like no one ever like brings up what you got to do when you know you're an only child and your parents are divorced and your mom dies. Like that shit's a crazy thing to get thrown on your lap. Mm-hmm. And so it, I kind of wanted to take people through that a little bit. And uh, it was a, uh, it was. My experience was kind of beautiful, to be honest. Like, my friends really came in for me. My family really came in for me. And it was, like, it was a very nice time in a weird way. Yeah. Like, it was a fun funeral, if that's yeah. possible. You know, but... <laughs> that's nice, <laughs> but... <laughs> though. That's what I want, a fun funeral, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it's just... It, it makes me... Uh, it... Everyone knows, too. No one will deny that this happens. You know, and everyone and like there's a lot of people when it comes to overdraft fees and and casinos and stuff like that. They're like, well, you should be more responsible. You should manage your money better. And it's just like, I don't think you understand how little money we had to begin with. Right. You know, you can't manage. Not, you can't. T- nothing from nothing's nothing. You know, it's right. it's you can't. I don't have it. I don't have it. I can't give it to you. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the bill just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then the desperation sets in. I mean, I think that's part of the whole thing. Yeah. And my mom wasn't able to stick to the plan. She wasn't able to just, you know, sit there and wait for, you know, 10 years to go by and the money to slowly pay off, you know, because that's how long it would have taken. And so I will say this. 
when your parents die and they got less than no money, uh, you don't have to pay that their bills, no I matter mean, what those people try and tell yeah. you. You don't have to pay those bills. Don't fall for that shit. There's, I get, I still get calls to this day, people trying to like Kathy Larson, you owe this money for her, like people trying to trick me out of hundreds of dollars, you know. And not everyone, not that I'm, I'm going to sound like a dickhead. Not everyone is doesn't this is smart as me and doesn't fall right. for it, you know. Lots of people fall for that shit because they're scared. They're like, we're going to put you in jail because of what your father did or what your mother did. You know, these people oh. say awful shit, and these these. Phone calls are coming from across the world. I had someone from Egypt call me and, was like, and I'm like, listen, you know, I here's the routine. I know I don't give you anything. My mom passed away. And then he was just like, she was a bitch. She was a fucking <gasps> oh, bitch. God. You fucking idiot. You like they like and they like torture yeah. you like when they can't get their money because they're it's just like heartless, crazy shit. And uh, it's a vicious circle. And no one seems to stop anyone. Right. Mm -hmm. and there's you know so well i really I, I really like that what i mean something that our listeners definitely can take away from this is first go see this movie but secondly too that i really like what you're saying about just like you can make a difference in all of these things in by not part not putting money into these terrible places um by you know in, in educating people around you especially older people that do get scammed by these phone scams too and i mean that's a whole other conversation but um oh yeah but like yeah Fun, a home shopping network yeah. stole so mm. much money from my grandma yeah. my oh, grandma no. my grandma had all these fake jewelry everywhere after she passed away just like fake jewelry everywhere stupid little statues and fucking it is they just because she's just sitting home watching right. it calling and the thing comes to the door a month later and it, it's broken dish plates you know like yeah, it's just like, junk the fucking, you can't do anything with it yeah it's just junk that they trick people into like thinking that they need or like they need to give to their families. And it's just like it, it, love goes a lot further than stupid material. No, things. And I and just I love that. That is such a good I, that is <laughs> what we need now more than ever is just people loving each other better and more and, you know, better quality love. <laughs> That's yeah. what I really took away from the movie, Ed. I mean, obviously, you're educating us on so many things that are happening to a wide variety of people in our country but more importantly it just showed how much you loved your mom and oh, yeah. how much you would do to fight for her and it's just a beautiful movie and i really do uh, you know appreciate that you want to show it before the election because i think it really could make a difference and that is a really incredible thing i mean trump didn't give a fuck about his family no. you know no. his brother died of alcoholism Yet he has Trump vodka and gives free alcohol away at his casinos right. to people so they to can. Alcoholics. Right. He he saw the he he saw in his brother the weakness that he's like oh I can fucking use that and prey on people. He's like he didn't feel bad for his brother or try and help him. He just saw him as a drunk and a failure. And then he's like, oh, I can use that failure gene that was in my brother that a lot of other people have, and I can steal money from them. And that's like, and that's like the the core of his yeah. shit. That's where he got famous was owning casinos. Right. And then they were in the casinos. All these casinos, they if you go back and read about them, they all have like racist shit going on because he used to tailor to the Russian mob all the time. And then the Russian mob would show up, and then he would have his pit bosses uh, kick all the black people out of the casino because the Russian mob didn't want to be around black mm -hmm. people. 
You know, and so like this is like it's all documented. Yeah. Like and it's it's like so it's like he's a fucking piece of shit. He my uncle Joe. He stole my, my he wouldn't my uncle Joe was a roofer. He did some work for Donald Trump in New Jersey in the eighties and Trump wouldn't pay him. And he's like, We'll see you in court because he knows that the court costs for a and that's why he always used smaller workers and he would mm. claim he loves mom and pops. But the thing is, the reason he liked mom and pops is because they can't afford to go through a lawsuit with him because he could drag shit out in court for months and years and shit. And the, by the time they get their money from Trump, they spent three times that amount in court fees. And so and so he just never paid any of his contracts. Well, he's a crook. Even... He's a full blown crook. And in the news, we yeah. just found out that the NYPD unions are going to be supporting Trump in this election. So the police are supporting a, a criminal. And that's where we're at. Yeah. So just just to tie it all and just to make sure everybody knows it's all fucked. Man. Fucked. It's all fucked. <laughs> oh, man. The police unions are crazy. I, the NYPD. I worked with them a lot. Uh, cause I almost, cause we, I, I shot a, a police special oh, years yeah. ago. I ended up using, I ended up, uh, doing it with the Boston police instead of the New York police, but I worked with the, with the New York police a lot. And, um, yeah, uh, there are some dudes in there that I really yep. liked and people really trying to do their job. And then a lot of people just keeping secrets. Yep. And one thing I learned about the police department, do you know that there are more people working for the NYPD? than the entire Australian military. Oh, so like God. the NYPD Whoa. is bigger is is more has more manpower than the Australian the entire armed forces in Australia. That's insane. That's a continent. Yeah. Like so it's Jesus. like, <laughs> like, it's, like it's not it's like you don't need that right. much. You don't need that wow. much. You know, and it's it's like take a take a step back and realize what you're doing and what you're creating. You know, and I this is going to sound awful because it's not the right thing to say these days, but I'm pro cop. I don't, I don't want police to go anywhere. I think that I think a world without police is chaos. Sure. And I think, you know, I, th I think it's just, but they need a major step back. Mm -hmm. There needs to be some major defunding. And I had an argument with my buddy the other day, my oldest friend. And he's just like, I don't believe in defund the police. He's a teacher. And I'm just like, well, you know, you get defunded all the time. You know, the school gets defunded constantly. And it, what what all that I'm saying is don't defund the school, defund the police. Or next maybe time. as That's we it. defund the police, give some money back to the school. You exactly. Know? <laughs> That's all we're saying. It's, not, not... it's just like there are more jails and prisons in this country than colleges and universities. That's you nuts. know, that doesn't make any no. sense. There are more black men in jail than there were slaves. Right. There's you know, there's like these are just straight up facts. We're fucking this I love America. I love it with all my heart. I support the police department. I support uh, the poor. I support everybody. I want, I, I truly do. I really do. But the whole thing needs a big fucking overhaul. Yeah. You know, we're sitting here, we're working off a 250 year old document written by people who own people, you know? Right. And like, like it's so it's just like, yeah, we could like the internet existed 30 years ago. We need, it could, we could use a sprucing up, you know, there hasn't been an amendment in 33 years what that's nuts like th there hasn't been an amendment to the bill of rights in 33 years like so much has happened right. <laughs> so much so people are flying to space on their yeah. own <laughs> like, like, like we can like we can like we need to fucking update this document yeah. and yeah. Like, yeah. like it's just like well well put you know it's <laughs> <laughs>
And I, you know, I, I, I really, we are extremely lucky to live in this country. Yeah. We are, you know, and this is like, this is coming from the person who made How America Killed right. My Mother. <laughs> we are very lucky to live in America. Uh, you know, just watching what's going on in fucking Lebanon the past mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. You know, this shit, you know, Russia's terrifying. China's terrifying. They have concentration camps. You're like, everything's fucked up, right. you know, but. Uh, you know, but we need to say if we want to live in the best place, then we need to help make it the best place. And right now, it is yeah. not. And we can and do so- that. We all can, you know, make steps to make it better. So I think that that's also kind of our mission statement with the podcast too, is to try to get people to, you know, take care of each other more and all that. And how do you make the greatest change? Vote, motherfuckers. Vote Biden Harris 2020. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, just get out there and just do anything. And, you know, and I, anyone who hates Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, listen, I ain't a fan either. But, you know, let's get him in there. Yeah. And we, then let's get him in there. Like, let's just get him in there. We could fuck with them when they're totally. in there too. Totally. We could like we, right. totally. like, like we can hold them accountable. Totally. Like let's just let's just get them in there one goal at a time. Stop thinking ten moves right. ahead. We just like there is a fucking there is a demon in the right. White House exactly. that needs to be put back in hell, exactly. and <laughs> need the fucking and they just just go. And it went, I don't care who replaces them. Just we you need to. That's our choices are 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 Biden and Harris. I did not want either one I of agreed. them. I'm gonna <laughs> vote for the fucking shit yes. out of them. You know, <laughs> right. and it's just like I didn't want Hillary Clinton. I voted for. Her. You know, yeah. like just go out there and fucking do it. I mean, it's the only way you're gonna get a step closer to where you want to be. Not voting does less than nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a hindrance. And so it, they are a step closer to where the world needs to be. I don't agree with all their policies. I think they both have like real shitty things they've done in their history. Yep. And it drives me crazy that those are our options. But that's the way it is. And the only way you're going to change it is by getting them in there and helping and making them change it because they will actually kind of listen. Yeah. And so I mean, Biden, who he's become a better person through all of this, like ridicule. Like yeah. he is like, he knows what he's done in the past is wrong. He knows all that Anita Hill shit is wrong. And he tried to write it. And that's the other thing that drives me crazy. If, if, I, if, if I could do one more soapbox yeah. thing. Can we, <laughs> I love can, it. Can we let people become better people? Yeah. Can we, I know. Can, yeah. can we, can we, can we can, like, can we just like, not like, it's like, all right, yes, you committed that crime. Like, can we let them become a better person and learn from their mistakes? Like, yeah. it's just like, please, for fuck's sake. Like, that makes no sense. Then everyone goes to jail forever for everything? That makes no sense. And so it's like, if you take, if you treat somebody with kindness, I, uh, this is how I feel about the prison system, which is not a popular opinion. But if we treated our prisoners with kindness and taught them how to live better, they wouldn't get out and rob people because they were poor. Right. You know, if we actually paid them for the work that we were making them do when they were in prison and we paid them minimum wage and then made them pay rent on their cell, all of a sudden the whole fucking thing evens yeah. out. And But we won't do that because there's too much money to be made by like 10 dudes who fucking own everything. Right. And it's just like those dudes need to fucking be abolished. I I understand that people love capitalism and they love America for that reason. But it's oligarchs. Yeah. You know, these people are slowly. The Trumps are slowly becoming king of America. Mm -hmm. He's trying. He's got his whole family lined up to fucking hopefully succeed him for all of time. Mm -hmm. That is the plan. They will not be the kings of America. And, you know, so it's just get out there and fucking do something about it before you. 
before it's fucking Nazi Germany. I'm right, sorry. Right, I'm a Jew. Right, it shit's right. on the right. The wall. The, the, it's written on the walls. Like it's like it's just like this is what happens. It's like oh, I stood back. I said nothing. Like oh, that's fucked up. I don't like that. And the next thing you know, you're in over your head, and you're getting fucked. And your whole and half your family's getting thrown on one side of the country, and the other half's getting thrown on the other side of the country. It's trust me. Like you just, we are all human beings, and we can all band together. And it's just it, the people in big cities know this. We've known this our whole lives, you know, because because we worked with every race and like we know every culture and shit like that. I lived in Astoria, uh, the most uh, culturally diverse uh, neighborhood in America and the world. And so it's just like it was awesome. It was amazing. You all kinds of different people. You learn so much. Just every restaurant you go in, you learn something new every day. You know, you don't need a fucking cheeseburger every day. You, see, you know, it's just, it's just, there's so much you could do to like realize that this country is the such potential yes. is such great potential to be awesome. And right now we suck. And I don't think anyone could say that things are great. Oh my God. The keep America great slogan. Yeah. Okay. Makes me vomit. <laughs> it makes me like, yeah, let's keep it this way. You fucking yeah. idiot. Like what do you think about what's happening right now? I'm so excited. Right. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's, it's so it's, I've, you know, obviously I have a lot of opinions, but, and, and I feel very comfortable talking to you ladies. So. Well, tell our listeners where they can hear you rant some more because you have a couple podcasts going for you these days. Yes, uh, I do. Um, I got my podcast. The one I like promoting the most is the brighter side, um, which is on the last podcast network. I do it with Amber Nelson and it's just a positivity podcast. And we try to take all the shitty things in the world and flip it on their side and show you what the good is in them. And uh, a lot of times we don't find any good, but we talk about it and we try, you know, but you, you got to look for it. There's always going to be some sort of silver lining. And like, you might find it, you might sound like a prick finding it, but the, uh, <laughs> the there's always, there's always going to be something that you could take away to make the world a better place from anything that happens wrong. Can you give and, us a quick silver lining to the global pandemic? I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, all right. What's the brighter side? <laughs> well, we. I mean, we're going to win this election, and yeah. uh, it's proved that this fucking schmuck has no idea what the hell he's doing. And <laughs> you know, it's and and I will say that uh, the global pandemic. I mean, I mean, raw. I, I take vitamins now. Perfect. You know? Yeah, there you go. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> Look at you! It only took a pandemic for you to take some vitamin C. <laughs> People are learning how to cook. Yeah. You know, all you're kind. very, very good. Well, thank you so much. Catch up on all your 90s movies. Yeah. All right. That's right. <laughs> thank you so much for being on our podcast. We love you so much. And everyone go see How America Killed My Mother. It's an honor to be on Difficult Women. I was waiting how long. I was wondering Just how long it was going to take for years. me to be on the show. <laughs> you had to grow your hair well, we don't have many. We don't have many men. I know you don't. I know. I know. I was. I was worried. I but, was like, oh, I really want to be on the show, but it's difficult women. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> we have to have you back because I want to have you back because you have so many aligned thoughts. I think as we do, and you have a lot. You've done a lot of research on a lot of different things. So we'll have to. We'll, well anytime you want to talk about back. the prison system, you hit. Yeah, me that's up. what I was thinking. Oh, yes. We'll have to do a prison system episode. Yeah, that's my specialty. Yeah. All right. Aww, well, we Ladies. love you so much, Ed. Thanks for sharing your time in the closet. <laughs> yes. And just call me anytime to talk because I miss yeah. you so much. Oh, we miss you too. All right. We really do. Yeah. yeah. But thanks for sharing the story. And of course, we'll, we'll be spreading, you know, your socials so everyone can follow him. But then we're going to be looking for that uh, for your movie in October. 
for oh. sure. Oh, also, also, real quick, let me plug this. I, I started a new Twitter account. It's called at How America Kills because once I put out the trailer for this, it kind of blew up. It was weird. I didn't expect it to be as popular as it was. And I just got hundreds and hundreds of personal stories of the same shit happening to people. And so I'm using this account to kind of help share those stories. And so if you have a story that's like mine or a different way that America or Americans have fucked over someone, you or your, someone in your family, I'd love to help spread the word. It's at How America Kills. Um, we're, I'm doing everything I can to like, just get the word out on everything. That's incredible. Awesome. And that's going to be really useful resource, I think for people. And yeah, we'll get and I'm trying out. to, it's just started. So I don't have as many followers as I was, I would like, but we're, um, I'm just going to keep, uh, I'm going to keep plugging away. So please help me make that a, a place where I can help you share your story. Well, great. We'll put a link in the description of our podcast. So you all can follow along after you turn this off. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, all right. I'll talk to you ladies soon. Bye. All right. Love you, Eddie. <laughs> Bye. Singing high, yeah, by yo, there are two.
allowed to name any names. Well, I thought I was being real sneaky about it. <laughs> no. Ugh. Okay. Well, I got an idea. I'm gonna fix it right now. Well, this ought to be good. Listen up close to the more of my story. Only one of these tales is true. I'll let you decide which ones are lies. I'll just leave that up to you. But here's my advice. Boys, treat us nice. Get yourselves on the right track. Cause if you do me wrong, I'll put you in this song. It's my way of getting your back. Right, Tony? Singing